It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It's been a long time, but we're here. At least three of us are here, and three of us is great because it's better than one. Anyway, we're we're a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans, and I am, of course, BA. I'm here with Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick. Hi. Yes, and we're here to talk about your Boston, I almost said Red Sox, um, Bruins. Bruins. I just went through all that stuff. Look, it's not an introduction if I don't mess up, right? That's true. That's so true. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been a while. Things, people are busy. Things are going on. We're finding the time. I was supposed to record something in the meantime. I didn't do it. So I, mea culpa. I'm sorry. It, it's okay. It's not that we don't care about you guys. It's just. We had to find a way to make this happen. And we did today. So now let's talk about these Boston Bruins. What do we want to start with? Do we want to do news first? Or do we just want to generally talk about what's going on with, with this team? I'm going to give you guys a choice. I mean, we can just talk about what's generally going on. I mean, they've, they've definitely played games. So <laughs> Some better than others. Yep, they've they've definitely been they've been playing some games. We know that for a fact. Some positive things. Marshan celebrated his what thousandth game, so that was cool. Yep, in a I game mean, that and you know his thousandth south. Let's try it again. His thousandth. Oh my gosh! The speech impediment that I had as a child is back. The one thousandth game. There we go. Uh, that we that he played was against Tampa Bay, and they lost that game. Yep, it yeah, was in well, overtime. Um, but they lost it. Yeah, so that's a trend, huh? Losing in overtime. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, so they've definitely played games, and that happened. All Star Weekend. I will say the one thing that was really fun coming back from All Star Weekend was uh when. The Bruins just said "screw you" to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. That was cool. I yeah, I was at that game. I was very oh yeah, really very yes. nice. Yes, I was very very much at that game. And I I said to Ben after I'm like, so I should really just like um go to uh, more games. And he's like, you should. You're good luck. And I'm like, okay, but I haven't been since, <laughs> and I might not go ever yeah. again. We don't know. Anyway, yeah, go that, ahead. Th- that was fun, and I, I mean, our boy uh, Swayman got some uh, vindication there with the Bruins winning because even though Umark was in net, he stood up for his boy when Thatcher should have just given the dude a hug. Like, that's oh. all you had to do. That's all you had to do was give the dude a hug, and then JT Miller, you just had not to be a piece of shit. So like, that's all you had to do. Yeah, um, basically, like, in that game, because it started off with two shorthanded goals, and it was beautiful, basically, Marshy just said, hey, you can't not hug my boy. I'm going to score on you. And then yep. Heinen was like, me too. You can't do that. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun, fun game. It was. And the other goalies, 
loved the swim and hug. One of them made the joke, don't you feel like you're cheating on your boy here? And then the other one was <laughs> another another one. I think it was uh, Igor was yep. like, oh, that was really nice. I might have to come back and ask you for that another one of those later. Like, yeah. like, like everyone loves the swim and hug, except Atrodemto, who just hates fun. So, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Who'd he play for? Who? Thatcher Demko. College. Well, college. Oh, oh, Boston University, Boston College, one of them. So I guess you could say the Hockey East rivalry with Maine and started there, but... Maybe that's it. But Ottinger also played for BU. Oh, but Ottinger wasn't there, was he? Was he there? They were. I think they might have been there at the same time. No, no, I'm just saying, was he there at the uh, at the uh, All Star thing? Yes. Yeah, he's the he's the one who said, "Do you feel?" I'm pretty sure he's the one. Oh, does okay. This, does, does this feel like you're cheating on your boy? Uh, meaning obviously, Umar. Oh God, no! He played for Boston College. Oh, gross. Yeah. I mean, I so, don't really have any skin in the game, but you know, everybody hates Boston College, so. If you're not you, mean you're not okay. So, um. And this is someone who went to college in New Hampshire. Can't. So, you know what I think? No, I hope happens one day. We somehow get distracted on this podcast, which obviously will happen. <laughs> but we start talking about actual black bears from Maine. And then Tim says, Maine black bear, great. The Maine black bear. And that would just make me so happy. Well, if. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, if you want to get a real good black bear, Blueberries for Sal, epic book. Oh, and it's it's, it's it takes place good old Maine because Maine has lovely wild blueberries, and it's about Sal who goes blueberry picking with her mom, and a a black bear cub eats her blueberries. So like, Blueberries for Sal, such a great book. Fond memories of my parents reading me that book as a kid. Oh, Maine black bear, great. Not Sal, but the bear. The bear, the bear from, the yeah. bear from uh, um, blueberries for Sal. Okay, that, that also explains the the state dish of Maine: uh, <laughs> blueberry lobsters. <laughs> yeah, blueberry lobsters for, for sure. Yeah, the uh, the. Uh, the bear cub that eats the blueberries is actually named Little Bear. Oh, oh ironically bear. enough. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so. okay. So Maine Blake, uh, Maine, Maine Black Bear, great Little Bear. There we go. Little Bear. Little yep. Bear. The book is by great children's author uh, Robert McCluskey, who <gasps> also wrote Make, Make Way, Way for, for Ducklings, Ducklings yeah. which yes. is a very Boston thing. Yep. He. Uh, he he was born in Ohio, but he spent his dying days on Deer Isle in Maine. So yeah, Robert McCluskey, great book, Blueberries for Sal. Interesting. Okay, there we go. That's why it's a classic because he wrote classics. Yeah, he was he was great. Robert and McCluskey. guess guess where he went to college? Where? Oh, uh, it, it 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 wasn't it wasn't you, Maine. This oh. <laughs> The Ohio State University? Uh, Vesper George School of Art in the National Academy of Design. 
Okay. Well, uh, that's what those that was my were, second guess. That yeah. that rolling right off my tongue. <laughs> that yeah. was my second guess. Yeah. Right off my tongue. Yeah, that's that's um yep. Next time we'll come up with another person who went there and it will tie it all together. Also, make way for ducklings, another from my childhood. Jack, Mac, Quack, and Uwak and all the little ducklings. They were great. Yep. I like to um, go to the public garden and st still see all the little duckling statues. And especially great during the playoffs when they're right. wearing Bruins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was very cute. I love that. That's really good. I know we were talking about something. Oh, Thatcher Demko. Oh, yeah, fuck Thatcher Demko. This is the real, this well, is the real takeaway the, here. The Bruins decided yes, indeed, on that one, and uh, it was a shutout for Old Mark, and it was four nothing. Uh, so take so that. So only had to make seventeen saves. So like the Canucks were so off that whole game. I know. Well, you know what. I'm okay with them having two periods where they only took four shots. That seems pretty good to me. They, you know, everybody was like, ooh, the Canucks are going to come in. And I love the one guy who tweeted, like, you know, he tweeted this picture of a Canucks player spraying champagne all over himself because he, they were number one in the league for, like, a day. And I'm like, oh, so everything's won in February, eh? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. God, that tweet did not age well. Um, no. Yeah. There's there's like a seventy five percent chance Vancouver burns again this summer, so that'll be fun. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't really know what's going on at all out west, but we're gonna find out this week. But spoiler alert: Bruins are gonna be playing out west. Love that. Love the West Coast. The, the Bruins came out of the break being just awful, terrible, no good. That four to one Very flop. Yep. Yep, four four to one flop against the uh, against the flames and uh, flames. they flamed out. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, um, you know the shot totals seem to indicate that you know the the Bruins were in it a lot more than they were. That game was just. I think we we either threatened to turn it off or we did turn it off. It was so bad. Well, I think once it got to three one, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and of course, future Bruin uh, Noah Hannafin uh, scored a power play goal to end that game. So, but mostly, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's very hard to sit here and look at this Bruins team and what they did in the seven-game homestand and go, "This is the same team I'm used to. This is the team that has it." Like I, I admitted that I knew that they were overperforming before. Here's the weird thing about that homestand. Yep, they beat two division leaders. Vancouver and Dallas. Wow. And it shows weird this year, which it honestly makes watching the Bruins and this the league in general more exciting because there's not a clear favorite. It, it was as a as a Bruins fan, it was awesome to see the Bruins just steamroll everyone, but it almost became expected. It was like watching a, a TV show you've watched before. You're like, oh yeah, I like this part. Watch this. Yeah, they they won eight to two. There's some excitement. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I want the Bruins to steamroll like they did last year because then it became, you know, their flaws were very, very evident in that first round. Mm -hmm. 
not being able to close out the series against Florida. Of course, Florida went on a run after that. I mean, they didn't really have anybody to stop them at that point. You know, and they were just feeling themselves. They were feeling their oats. And they went on and on and on. But, yeah, I didn't realize that Dallas was doing that well. Yeah, they, I think a lot of teams have a lot of flaws. That's really what it is. Um, just a, no, like you said, no clear, um, no clear number one team that's like, oh yeah, that team's gonna probably be there standing at the end. At the same time, we all knew the Bruins would come back down to earth. We knew yep. it was gonna happen. Like we, we knew they were gonna uh, regress from last season. Like there's, there's no possible way to repeat last year i mean i guess you could well like that would be insane and unlikely and i mean to be honest like they're in the playoff hunt right obviously they're in first place they'll probably make the playoffs um, barring some insane collapse like this is a year where they weren't supposed to be this was supposed to be a transition year like Mm -hmm. it really was Mm -hmm. like they have a lot of guys on one-year deals the cap goes up next season. They just lost Bergeron, so they don't know. They had to try. They have to try to figure out, you know, center going forward because of the cap. They had to use a lot more younger guys than they would have liked. Stuff like that. So, like, this was always going to be like some type of transition year. I think making the playoffs in a year like that is a win. And I know it sucks that they don't. They maybe they don't win the cup and that kind of sucks and all that stuff, but I would still call this year a win if they make the playoffs. Well, uh, you know, one thing is that uh, they had a mandate coming down from Neely that they still had to be competitive, so that's why they're still in it, or at least you know why they kept in it. Plus, it just seemed like the team just did not want to say no; um, they wanted to keep on going. Their first place thing might end tonight because uh, Panthers are playing that game uh, that the Bruins have in hand. Playing that tonight, and they're playing against Senators, and they're currently leading uh, 2-0 at the near end of the second. Although, I hope some really fun Kachuk shenanigans happened in this game because that happened the last time they played, and that was so funny. Yeah, that would be fun. As long as nobody gets hurt, it's all fun um this stupid league but anyway uh, you know i think uh one of the things you know and and i think nick kind of danced around this idea uh of parody in the league right now Mm -hmm. is that everybody or virtually every team is up against the cap as a crunch you know they couldn't sign players that they wanted to other players like we we got jvr and shattenkirk for a million bucks each you know, because yep. they weren't going to be able to get a, a new deal that would pay. So they signed one year deals. Lots of players did that across yep. the league, you know, and this trade deadline is going to be very interesting to see who can do cap shenanigans to uh, do what they want to do. I mean, I agree on the idea that uh, uh, I've heard that uh, Florida is all in and that they probably want to make some moves and stuff like that. And yeah, it would make sense for them to go after another defensive guy like Hannafin. 
I don't think he'll sign there because we all know that he's a future Bruin, <laughs> which, which assures he probably won't be because we always say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wood is not a future Bruin. Um, Keith Hendel was never a future Bruin. <laughs> but anyway, but I, I really hope that uh, Florida can't figure it out. Word is that the uh, the the Flames won a first round pick for Hennepin. So I think that's here's the, robbery, but you know, yeah. Here's the other thing about that'll be interesting about the um, trade deadline. I think the Bruins can obviously go a few ways. They could stand Pat, which I wouldn't be mad at because just because I don't think this is the year you buy. You have to you have to like reset your assets and stuff like that. I also don't hate the idea of trading guys that are on one-year deals, getting assets back that you need, and then letting young guys play the rest of the season. Like, I don't hate that idea because I think you can still make the playoffs doing that. Um, I don't think they'll go that route, but I wouldn't hate it. I saw someone suggest it on Twitter, and I really don't hate that idea. But I just don't think this is the year you try to – push your limited assets all in to try to win just because I just don't think this is the year to do it. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I don't think they're good enough to win. And I don't think that adding a player or two, I don't think there's a player or two that you could add to this team that would make them legitimate threat to win the cup. Not unless you were bringing back both Bergeron and Krejci. No, right. Right. They they just blew it last year. They blew it. Yeah, they did. And uh and just to put it out there, Bergeron is very happy to be retired. I yeah. another good co- podcast to listen to, uh the um what's it called? The Morning Brew where they talk to Bergeron during the break. Uh Bergeron's happy to be retired. He wasn't sure he was going to be able to physically make it through another season. Mm. And he's he's very happy to walk away with his faculties, you know, his his physical and mental health. He's very happy about all of that stuff. So he's not coming back. And I'm happy for him. It's yeah. always better when an athlete can retire on their own terms rather than be forced out. Exactly. And and like and if you look at some recent Boston guys to retire him and David Ortiz retired on top in terms of statistics where he hit over 300 had 30 or 40 homers and 100 RBI like when you see guys like that retire on top he won a Selkie that gave him the most ever like you know like he like he did what he they didn't win the cup for him and that sucks but he he retired in his own terms, and that's important. No one will ever be able to to catch him on the Selkies. It wasn't just that he no. won the most ever. It's like he won two more than what was previously the most ever. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to be able to beat that. It should be renamed in his name. That's also the amount of finalists, amount of years in a row that he was a finalist. Yeah. Like, even years he didn't win, he was a finalist. So, like... Yeah, like the award should be renamed after him. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll wait until he's inducted into the Hall of Fame to do that. Well, think about how they restructured the All-Star game 
when he was elected to the all-star game so that he could do his famous back checking. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, it's like, that's saying that's respect for the game, you know, um, for, for the, the player. But anyway, I have one proposal for you and this guy's value is probably really low right now, but it right now, I don't know any value get you get for him would be good. What do you think about trading away Forbert? So I would, I I think his value is low probably, but also, and also it's, there's sentimental value there. So I would hate to lose the player because I I do like the play, the person, Mm -hmm. but, if you can get something for him, I mean, why why not? I think it'd be a very bad idea. Okay. Okay. Because how many times have we seen it that defensemen start going down like flies in the playoffs? That's fair. And I know he's been struggling. I watched the LA highlights in his wonderful primary assist. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. On that game-tying goal. Oh. But if it gets out of this funk, which he probably will, uh, you you need you need a guy like that. I like Lorai, but he's uh, too turnover prone in the offensive blue line. He just he, good lord if he just learns how to dump the puck rather than stick handle while standing still, he'll be a lot better. I say this like I'm some like some sort of hotshot who plays hockey, and <laughs> you know is bragging about his hat trick, his first hat trick in five years in beer league hockey. Um, but <laughs> felt good. It felt good. And so you, you, you get rid of Forbert for a low round pick. And what do you typically try to get at the deadline to just fill out the roster? Another, you usually trade a low round pick to get a guy like Forbert. So just, just keep them, keep what you have. Cause you're going to need absolutely everything. All the players in the cupboard, uh, to win in the playoffs. Here, here's what I think is going on with Forbert now. Conjecture. If I w- could have alarms. Conjecture, conjecture, conjecture. Yeah, I don't think he's over the uh, groin pull. I think he needs surgery uh, on, on his groin. And uh, he's just basically patched together with cortisone shots and duct tape and, you know, muscle rub, basically. And they've just thrown him back out there. Um, because he is not the same player that we've seen. And I don't think it's just precipitous decline. I, I think, it, you know, he's been dealing with this groin injury all year. And I think that it's more serious. Uh, but he doesn't want to get the surgery right now. Uh, mm. And I I understand how that is. But um, I think that's what's going on. Because it could be. It's it's very frustrating to see him out there on the penalty kill right now, which is supposed to be his job. And, he's bread and butter, right? Yeah, and he's given up. He's been on the ice for a lot of goals against in in those situations. It could be that penalty kill. Our penalty kill was like number one for the longest time. It's not that anymore. It could be that. It could be one of those situations where the in, like if he plays, it can't get any worse. You know what I mean? Like, so it's an injury that you just have to, as much, as long as you can manage the pain, it can't get any worse. So if you want to play through it, play through it. It could be one of those situations. Yeah. I mean, and there's also the, the small possibility that he's like thinking about contract things, which he knows mm. is probably done here in Boston. So yeah. 
that could be what's going on with Jake right now, where it's like Jake looked like he was going to go on a heater and then he's cooled down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's a nagging thing for him. It's just it's a little bit frustrating because it's like one of the things when I I was talking earlier off the show, uh, I was talking about uh, Andrew Ferris, but he said this is one of the things that he has said. He's like, you just have to kind of, you know, for the season and the postseason, you tamp down your feelings and emotions. You tamp those things down. You don't think about certain things and you just get through. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like, oh, we won a game. Okay, great. Don't get too cocky. All right, on to the next game. And then when you are done, when your season is done, that's when you can have all the emotions back. You really have to compartmentalize everything. Exactly. Um, through the playoffs. It's and and it's not an easy thing to do. It's really not. It's I'm not sure like it's 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 not easy for people who aren't athletes and in the public eye to do. So the fact that they have to, it's tough. It, it wears you down. And that's what I think that's part of the reason why when you see play teams win, you see this celebration and players go on absolute heaters through cities and stuff like that. They are just letting it all out. He said, it's not a good mental health advice uh, long-term, mm -hmm. but it's something that players kind of have to learn to do as they continue their career. I hate to say it, whatever's going on with you guys, you got to tamp mm -hmm. down that emotional stuff and just keep going on. All right. I, I was just putting out a, a thing. I, you know, the idea of getting rid of Corbett would be a $3 million thing off your cap too. So it allows you to play around a little bit more, but the Bruins, like so many other teams right now, very up against the cap. Let's just finish talking about these games. They followed up that game against the Canucks where they were, they uh, won four, nothing with a loss against the Capitals, three, nothing. Oh, not so good. Nope. I really have nothing to say about it. Uh, just, there's not much to say about it at all. The lightning played the, the Bruin, uh, Bruins on uh, the 13th, the day before Valentine's day. How considerate. And it was a shootout loss three to two. The good thing about this game was that the Bruins did come from behind. Yep. And got into overtime. And it. I would say against, against Lightning, they actually played pretty well. Yeah, they did. They, they got goalied. Yeah. They got goalied. Yeah. They played terribly against the Capitals. They played well against the Lightning, which is good. You should really play against your division rivals very well. Kraken. They they outshot the Kraken thirty seven to twenty six, uh, but again it was just Decord was on fire. Mm -hmm. Swayman was not. Swayman was not getting a lot of help from his teammates. I mean, they were trying, but they just they couldn't they couldn't score. To be fair, fair uh, Swayman was on the ice for three goals against. The fourth one was an empty netter. So that'll be fun this week to see. Uh, how they do when they they meet them in Seattle? Just uh, what was this uh, Saturday? The Kings Kings come into town, and the Bruins. Uh, yeah, it was back and forth for the most part, but then they they had a, a lead going on, and then they had to, you know, they they had a they had a one goal lead going into the final minutes, and they take a stupid penalty. Mm -hmm. Kopitar's scores on the power play we go to overtime 
And Clark, who who was serving a penalty, okay, uh, for like the last two minutes of, or almost last two minutes of the the game, comes out of the box. Hate that. uh, 4.33 into overtime and just has a breakaway. So, yeah. Then we had yesterday's game against the Stars. Hey, they won. And they won. Um, I actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. My dog is bugging the crap out of me. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll take you for a walk. Got into the car, was driving to the park. Pasta scores. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They tied it up. I didn't think they were going to. Um, I mean, that game was incre- it was, was, was interesting because the fourth line dominated play <laughs> for the first, like, half of the game. And, and the fourth line being uh, consisting of nobody, nobody who started the season on the Bruins. <laughs> the fourth line was uh, Anthony Richard, uh, what's his name? Jesper Boquist and newly signed Justin Brazo, uh, the six foot five, 220 pound Good boy. Player. He's mm-hmm. a very big boy who reportedly skates at glacial speed. But guess what? Put him in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And he can do that. He can do that um, thing. Yes. Yeah, he's been pretty good for Providence for a couple of years. Yeah. Yes. I, I need to poop on our rock doctor, Jeff. Uh-oh. Who's, who call, who uh, prior to that line scoring two goals said, this is not an NHL line. End quote. This is not an NHL fourth line. Yes. Fourth line. Yeah. Yep. When Um, it quite literally was the Boston Bruins of the National Hockey League's fourth line. So, I mean, in a literal sense, it was was a fourth line in the NHL. Yeah. The first goal was Boquist and Richard with the assist, along with McAvoy. And then the second goal they scored, of course, they were down 2-1 at that point, was uh, Brazo with his first ever National Hockey League goal in his first ever game. And Boquist and Freddie getting the assists on those. So, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, so Pasta scored to get them to tie it up. Nobody scored in overtime. And they went through not one, not two, not even five. They went through nine rounds of shootout. Okay. I need to rewatch the highlights because they made it look like it was like only two shooters. No, I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. So the first round was Coyle. Nope. Robertson. Yes. Robertson. He's so cute. Jason Robertson. He's such a cutie and he's very talented. He's a point of the game per play, a point per game player. Yes. Uh, The second round was Pasta and Sagan. Both missed. Third round was Marshy. Yes. And Johnston. No. Fourth round was uh, DeBrusque and Hints, both no. Uh, fifth round, JVR and Pavelski, both no. Sixth round was Shattenkirk and Harley, both no. Surprise. S- seventh was Freddie and Marchmont, no, on, on both of those. Eighth with Boquist and Steele, nope. And then in the t- ninth round, you had McAvoy, yes. Craig Smith, no. Oh, Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how that went down. Uh, the stars and Swayman won this game, by the way. And that hug was really fast and very delightful because it's been so few hugs that we've seen. 
Uh, the Stars took 46 shots through the first three and overtime. 46 shots on, on Swayman. Wow. So the fact that he only gave up three goals is pretty commendable there. The Bruins, of course, took only 30 shots, but they got it done. So that's good. That's a uh, you mean Swayman special because that's all you mean did is give up shots and hope he stopped them. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, I hate it because the thing that I've been finding is that I, the team's just not there in front of Swayman like they should be. You know, and it's made me wonder, like, what's going to go on in the summer when they're going to have to think about if which goalie to keep? I think that's a conversation for another time. I'd like to get Jeff in on that conversation if we can. I- I'm not really sure about it right now. I am. Well, you Swayman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want it to be Swayman, but we're gonna, I, I don't honestly want either to go, but Swayman's due a contract, so... So one of the the things that happened in yesterday's game was that uh, Hampus Lindholm went down with presumably a lower body injury. Uh, he had a hard time getting back from the ice back to the uh, the bench. So don't know, but that is what caused Mason Lorai to be called up once Matthew Patra was put on LTR. And of course, Patra's on LTR because he had... So a shoulder separation stabilization surgery to yep. the surprise of no one. I mean, it was, no. that was yeah, yeah, that was an ugly. So, uh, yeah, so he's out for five months for recovery. We had Lauko went out with a UBI, so don't really know what's going on with him. Of course, in the meantime, they they took Oscar Steen, they sent him back down to Providence. They had called up. Uh, Brazo and they had called up Ant- uh, Anthony Richard so um, I guess they're all okay we do have Parker Watherspoon also as defenseman so you know we do have 7D um, and those are like the main injury things but we have to talk about one other thing that happened this last week um has, um, uh, it has something to do with Milan Lucic. I kind of forgot he existed. Yep, yep. I did not know when the court date was, and apparently it was Friday. Mm. So the court date rolls around. Now, keep in mind that the prosecution decided to build this case against Milan Lucic. Is his wife did not press charges. She has her reasons. No judging. She refused to testify against him. And the 911 call was inadmissible in court. So the case had to be dropped. Now, as a Massachusetts taxpayer, I'm pissed off that the prosecution decided to continue to go on with this. And then they didn't have enough evidence to actually pursue a trial. Mm. Because there are only two witnesses other than her were cops that arrived after the fact. And since the 911 call was inadmissible for some reason, don't know why, I, I, I'm i a little pissed off at the, the prosecution here. Um, I'm really pissed off at Milan Lucic for being a bonehead and an abusive partner. Okay? Because, again, just because the charges went away didn't mean he didn't do anything. 
So right, that's I think that's an important distinction to make that he wasn't found not guilty. They did not pursue because of her not wanting to testify. Those are two totally different things. Yes, and and it was interesting because I was reminded every bit of word from the Bruins players and the Bruins team was hoping that Brittany and the kids were okay and were doing well. Okay. And that they could heal from this. Now the Bruins, um, very quickly to their credit, the team very quickly um, decided to put out a statement on Friday this is a statement from the team. Milan Lucic will remain on indefinite leave from the organization for the remainder of the 2023-24 season. The Boston Bruins organization supports Milan and his family as he continues his personal rehabilitation. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a perfect statement. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea where he is with the player assistance. I know that he, he had entered that. But I think the Bruins making the decision, taking it out of anybody else's hands and just saying, we're just going to have him on leave going to support him and his family through his rehabilitation. Milan Lucic will never put on a Bruins sweater again. We all know that. I'm not cynical enough to think that that's exactly what they were saying in that statement. Like that's, they were like, oh, he's never going to put on a Bruins sweater again. I think it was, it was really a very thoughtful statement they put out. Um, But we all know what it means. So, right. um, So, yeah, I know there are a lot of people out there who are just like, oh, but he should be on the team. No. Playing hockey is a privilege. It's not a right. And uh, you should never mess with these domestic violence situations. I really hope that he does get better because you can't you can't be violent towards your wife and your children. You just can't do that. Um, it, you shouldn't and you can't. So. Also, even if he was working as an accountant at some random place, they reserve the right to do the same exact thing if though if they find out about charges like that. It's not it's not treating him differently because he's an athlete or anything like that. Like this is what would happen to a normal person mm-hmm. who wasn't an athlete. Like it's it's definitely like any employer reserves that right and any employer with any integrity would do the same exact thing. So don't like, he shouldn't be on the team. Don't, don't get, if it, if alcohol is involved, don't get drunk and beat your wife. Don't do it sober. Don't just don't do it. Like, like that's the, that's the main, that's the main thing here. Don't, don't do it. Just don't. And, you know, it's all over the fact that he just seemed to have lost his phone. Like, I don't know if he thought that she had it or something, but he was just like pissed off because he came home from a night out and he couldn't find his phone. So it's like, you just can't treat people like that. That story is kind of scary because something as little as that, how much, like, we don't know anything, obviously, but how much does she have to walk? does his wife have to walk on eggshells all the time like how often does this really happen without it being reported you have to think about stuff like that. i think in this situation now i've heard that their relationship has been very volatile and then it's been a back and forth thing so in this situation it's him but i hope that she is also reconsidering how she might have been in the past and doesn't do that so um 
because you know you life is too short to be abusing your partners mm -hmm. if you really can't stand being around them then get a divorce if your partner makes you mad just leave the room go out for yeah. a walk go somewhere else and don't hurt them okay that's it your kids make you mad go somewhere else don't hurt them don't hurt anybody and if your partner says they need space for a couple hours, give them space. Oh my God, yes, yes. Just give them space. Yep. yep like that's yep. that's the that's the only thing you can do in that moment. That's do right. What they ask. Give, give them space. I think most people know these things, but sometimes it's just good to put out the reminders, right? Absolutely. All right. So there we are. We all it, there's our PSA. The more yeah. you know. Da, 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 da. yeah i mean seriously i can't tell you how many times i've been pissed off <laughs> and before i say or do anything i just walk away because it's just for the best for everybody let me calm myself down and then we can talk about it so when you say whenever someone brings up a psa the only thing i can think of is in scrubs when jd is doing the munchausen's one it's yep. like come home from, go to work, come home, make a drink, smother your kid. Wrong. Don't smother, <laughs> smother your, your kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I often think of that one too. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. Um, that's what I think of. But anyway, let's talk about the games that are coming up. Do, do, do. Upcoming schedule that nobody can watch. Yay. Woo. Um, starting on Wednesday, which is tomorrow night. Hopefully, this podcast will be out. I'm pointing at the screen at myself. <laughs> yes, 221, 10 p.m. at Edmonton Oilers. It is on TNT domestically. Who yay? Yeah, that makes me totally want to watch that. I hate TNT. Continue. I feel the same way. I yeah, feel the I same way. Yeah. The only thing I like about TNT is their basketball with Shaq and Charles Barkley because they're hilarious. Other than that, TNT can go fuck itself. They are good. Charles I mean, Barkley knows Brad Marchand's name. <laughs> yeah, he does. He certainly does. What's to punch him in the face? He wants to punch him in the face. And he's like, That's he the makes... least surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Charles Barkley wants to punch everyone in the face. Yeah, he's so. like, he's like <laughs> J Draymond Green. And I'm like, and then so so Brad Marchand, when hearing that, he's like, Whoa, he knows my name. Well, mm -hmm. then, yeah, whatever he thinks is fine. <laughs> uh, and then Thursday, uh, this one's a slightly less horrendous start. It's at 9 p.m. at the Calgary Flames. Oh, yes, that's right. It's a back-to-back. -back. Yeah, kids, that's going to be fun. This one at least is on Nesson locally. I like Nesson. Well, you know what? I got to tell you. Fuck Nesson. John Henry. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a, another thing. We've been talking about this for a long time, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Jack is struggling. He really there, is. There's something. Yeah. There's something. Not. He's not well. He's not healthy. We've been talking about this for like a year and a half, for almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, it. It's so bad. I actually don't think that Jack's going to be doing any of these. I think they're going to bring that Alex um, mm -hmm. guy in. Alex. Um, 
Alex Crum. <laughs> That's his name, Alex Crum. <laughs> I don't I don't remember his last name, but Alex. Alex, they're gonna bring in Alex Crum. Yeah. Crum. Yeah. Uh I, I imagine he's gonna go on this this uh swing and um I will just say, dear listeners, if that's indeed the case, um, although Jack wants to deny anything's going on, something's really going on. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, a reasonable time, guys. You know why it's a reasonable time? It's 7 p.m., even though it's at Vancouver, because it's hockey night in Canada. That's ah. their game. Okay. That's their hockey night in Canada game. So. It's a seven o'clock game. I uh, might be able to watch that. I'll be driving back from a gig that's roughly three and a half hours away. Oof. Well, if you have the ability to get 98.5 on your phone and you can put that on in your car, you can well, listen I, to it. You know, I think that's probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah, because yeah. Um, while you can't do that with Patriots games, you can totally do that with hockey games. That's actually, that's how I've listened to a couple of Bruins games this year. I'm driving back from something. I'm like, oh, I'll put the game on. Just put it on my phone. Stream it. I have the, I'll be using the old Bluetooth tape adapter to listen to the game through my oh. 2000 Passat wagon. Oh my God. I forgot your car is so old. Yeah. I just got a brandy spanking new car. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't mean to dra- uh, brag, except the car that it replaced was 16 years old, you know, and mm-hmm. we got a brand spanking new Prius and she is a beauty. She doesn't look like a Prius. She doesn't feel like a Prius. She's so sporty. No, I've the, the new pre the new Priuses, the Pri. Yep. Are pre the the Pri are pretty. Yeah, this has got midnight black, uh, midnight galaxy black. So it's like when you look at the paint, it sparkles. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I haven't been able to sparkly goth. Yes, sparkle goth. I should have named her that. I named her Harrow. Oh, after um, Harrow Hark. uh, I can't say her last name of the ninth house in the Lock Tomb series. Um, yeah. She's a she's a necromancer in space, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Sparkle Goth. That's a good name. Maybe I'll name her Harrow Sparkle Goth. That's good. My friend Wendy also has the same paint job on her Corolla mm. or her Camry. I think it's a Camry. She's the one that became a, a car head after she bought her new car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so funny. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe we'll. Sparkle Goth. I like that. That's a good one, Tim. Very good. Tim just knows. Yeah. He gets it. He gets his old goth thing. I do. Yeah. I do. He does. Um, yeah, so uh, Saturday, ho- Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, we get to have it on Nesson, I believe. Or is it, it might be on ABC. I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I didn't look up that. You'll find it. And then Monday, the 26th, uh, 10 p.m. at Seattle. So that should be a fun game. I hope, maybe. Uh, my friend who lives in Seattle will probably uh, try to throw down again in the, in uh, the messenger chat, and he actually won last time, so you know. And then Thursday, the 29th, just in case, um, seven p.m. versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Get to oh. see 
old buddy Bruce Cassidy who just doesn't look happy. Like he just doesn't smile anymore. I mean, he hasn't looked happy in a couple of years, honestly. Well, yeah. Oh, he I won mean, the cup. He looked happy, but. Well, yeah, yeah. And look, you know, when your dream job fires you, uh, it yeah. sucks. It sucks. So, there we go. Okay, yeah. So that's what's happening in the the near future um, for games. So the Bruins are going to go away. I hope they win, win, win. I want to hear them just winning. That's it. All I do is win, 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 win. Yep. Win. No matter what, got money on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I walk up in the building, everyone who throws their hands up. Oh. And they stay there. And they stay there. <laughs> and they stay there. Good job. Good job. Good job. I knew somebody would know it. I wasn't sure it was Tim, but Tim is just always just a bunch of surprises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but Oh, what well, it's funny. I was talking to a, my Bucks fans friends and um they they how did they categorize it? It's funny. I can't remember how they categorize. I'm trying to look at it. Um a pleasant conundrum. Oh. That's how they categorized it. I'm a pleasant conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> um so sometimes we talk about movies and stuff here and I'll just say this real quick. Madam Webb, don't see it. It was bad. It was so bad that it was like, it just hurt my head so much. It's supposed to be one of the spider verse kind of characters. And Dakota Johnson oh. plays it about as flat as you can. She can act. She can. Um, but this this was not the vehicle for that. It, the movie made very little sense. It just, I don't know. I just, I, I'm usually into the, like the spider verse stuff and I'm just like, this is bad. And it's like, at one point, Glenn like leaned into me halfway through the movie. And I just said, Glenn, this is the dumbest movie I think I've ever gone to see. I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> very bad. But okay. So, I mean, it was just one of those things where I came out of it. And I'm like, I don't understand. He's like, you were so mad at this one scene. And I was like, I know. And he's like, were you just mad? Because the guy lives in this like huge tower in New York City, but he has convenient parking right outside his building. I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> I Never. Said, it wasn't it wasn't that I said it, it, it had to do with the car. Yes. He's like he patches. He has his his uh, his uh, henchman. Catch him into the police department so he can take over a call. And he's like, I'm on the scene. No need to send anybody else, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he gets in his Corvette and revs it really high. Like, vroom, vroom, vroom. I'm like, this is 2003 on a 2003 Bluetooth uh, device. They're going to hear that. The rooms will be heard. That's not a police car. It's just like, and I'm just like going nuts over this one thing. I have a problem suspending my disbelief when something is just too stupid for me to to deal with. You know, I can do the usual shit that is like, okay, I, I'm going to just believe that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. But when the movie is just too stupid, I can't. She drives the kids to a, the woods. She She's got three teenage girls. She drives them to the woods. 
she doesn't give them food or water and just tells them to stay there. I don't know. That's if- where. I, that's what I would do. Definitely, I would drive someone to the woods and just tell them to stay. Don't move. Yeah. Oh, God. So dumb. So dumb. But I am looking forward to Deadpool uh, and Wolverine. That is the title of the third Deadpool movie. It is going to be so great. And just too, it's too bad it just wasn't released on Valentine's Day. That's all. Aww. Yeah. You know, it's a perfect date movie. Anyway, I'm sure I'll talk more about that stuff with uh, Jeff in the future if we, if he ever comes back. It's tough Madam being a dad. Madam Web. I, I, I never even heard of it. Oh God! Just watch, just watch all of the people talking about it on YouTube. Then you, you'll get the okay. idea. It's very bad. It's very bad, huh? I watched something new recently. I watched that um on Amazon Prime, the new Mister and Mrs. Smith series. Oh, really? Uh, and um, what's his name? Charles Gambino. Yeah, Donald Glover. He's in it, and he—it's really good. I enjoyed it. I have not watched it yet, but I do plan on watching it. So. And I'm so psyched that he's going to be in the the community movie. So it's going to be so fun. He's he's great. I like him a lot. So so do I. I have you ever watched Atlanta? Oh, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta was so good and so far out. I loved it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Nick is too busy to watch things. He's got hockey and bands and I was just like I cars. I uh, did book a vacation to a car show in rural Georgia. Oh. Mm. Ooh, fun. Actually, I went last year and it was incredibly fun because there's other things to do besides just look at cars. That's what makes a car show actually fun. Was this the one that was like in that German place? Helen, Georgia. Incredible town. Yeah. So I I, I booked some... Uh, we, we booked the entire week but only the but the car shows only a couple of days and we're going to enjoy the town for it and just be tourists and do all the the, the touristy stuff all right Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know they had an episode of atlanta's uh atlanta that was set in helen georgia oh because uh vanessa van uh hit the main character i guess if you can call earn the main character his uh girlfriend long-suffering girlfriend uh was part german ah. as the person in real life is she is part german mm. and uh so she speaks german perfectly fluently and so she grew up going to this place or being around this place all the time um so i thought that was pretty neat so Zazi get the wiener schnitzel get the wiener schnitzel <laughs> there there is a wiener there's a wiener schnitzel shop i uh have one of their stickers on one of my base cases der somewhere Wie, der wiener schnitzel yeah um yeah um i think schnitzel is a, wor- a verb i like to schnitzel things like you can <laughs> schnitzel pork just pound the crap out of it and bread it yeah oh, there you go you could do oh, it okay. with well you could you could slice eggplant very thin but don't pan- pound it and then bread it, and then cook it, and then you can schnitzel it. Schnitzel. I will. I will. I will. Just schnitzel. I will enjoy the. Schnitzel. That sounds like a euphemism for something too. I'm gonna go schnitzel. I'm gonna go have some schnitzel. Mm, schnitzel. Mm, schnitzel and spatzla. Uh, spatzla. Oh my god! I'm turning into 
Ellen, Spetzla. Mm, Spetzla, that's something you can have. Very good. As long as it's... Oh, yeah. It Just make sure it's cooked with butter and not with lard. I don't think it would be with lard. So Yeah, butter's better for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I do with my uh, my spetzel is I cook it like it, you make a dough. It's like a it's like a an egg noodley dough, and then you just cut off segments into boiling water, mm-hmm. and then I take it out of the boiling water which it's cooked, and I throw it into a pan that has like onions and butter. And oh yeah, other mm-hmm. vegetables. So I like to put in like some um, green beans and and sh- asparagus because the Germans love asparagus. So. Green bean. When I was a kid, bird's eye used to make like it, my parents used to buy it all the time. We used to have it all the time. Um, they used to make you know like side dishes for um, for dinner and stuff like that. They had beans in the spetzel. Oh, oh, they did. Uh, yeah, was good green stuff. beans. And it was it was so good. I used to we used to have it all the time. Yep, yep. You can also make you can get like if you get. Um, if you have an international section in your local uh, uh, grocery store, they will sell spetzla that you can just make at home. Nice. Um, but I make it from scratch. It's not too hard. Uh, if you ever want a recipe, I'll give you a recipe. Um, anyway, we should probably wrap this up. I'm sure yes. that people really want to hear about my thoughts on more movies and uh, German cuisine. Um, so uh, if you do, I'm going to tell you how you can get a hold of me. Uh, so, of course, you've been listening to uh, Barely on Topic. Thank you very much for doing so. Our main home is on SoundCloud. You've probably figured that out by now. And if you haven't uh, found us there, you've probably found us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Um, we appreciate that you have taken the time to listen to us. And we hope that we brought some joy to your day. If you want to get in touch with us, whew, that was hard. Um you can contact us on Twitter at, and I'm not calling it X, uh, at Barely on, uh, barely on <laughs> let's try it again, at Barely on Topic, uh, and uh, on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast, because we had to do it different because of something. I don't know. Anyway, um, and you can always contact us at our other social media things if you want um i am at va from ri on twitter um i am at queen of pies on just about everything else including blue sky which i have one follower we have many friends on I'll, the sky. I'll, have to, I'll have to follow you i'm on there too now yes because they have open open enrollment um i haven't really checked it out as much as i want to because i just get very very distracted but i am over there it's queen of pies um where i am just about everywhere um and of course tim i am at um tim a richardson everywhere i think i think it's everywhere twitter um instagram blue sky uh even um discord i think is tim a richardson i think everything is tim a richardson yeah i'm i'm queen of pies on discord too <laughs> i think it's all it's like you know it's basically all one word uh and and nick um at nick baggio on pretty much everything i don't know what blue sky is Blue Sky is created by the same people who created twitter except it has fewer nazis Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And bots. Fewer bots, too. And fewer bots. So, like, 
you know, um, and not as many ads. Like, you know, when you're sitting there and you're reading through replies or something and there's just an ad, it's just so annoying on Twitter nowadays. Oh, well, yeah. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So open enrollment. Oh. And a, a little shout out, not shout out, call to action. Uh, I'm doing St. Baldrick's again. And so right. um, the link, l- link is in the description. No, uh, link is on my social medias. I'm blasting it everywhere. That's right. I haven't donated yet. I will. That, and you got two months. I'm, no rush. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Yes. At St. Baldrick's. Look for Nick Baggio. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have as much hair this time. <laughs> no, not not as much. But you know what? He likes it short. So he likes like, you know what? He's going to enjoy growing it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I could be egotistical and help people at the same time, I'm going to do that. Wow. I didn't think that you could do that, but apparently you can. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>